The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Hashtag Colts Army. This is Colts fans in Bills land, and we are your hosts. My name is Matt Johnson, and I'm alongside my good friend uh, from the other side of Western New York, the other side of Bills land, uh, Mr. Brandon Rogers. Brandon, happy uh, happy Easter weekend to you, buddy. How are you? Happy Easter. Hello, hello. I'm uh, not doing too bad, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm uh. You know, I just I'm doing some redecorating here at the podcast precinct, our little recording studio. I hung up all my Colts jerseys again, and uh, I got to add on my nice my nice new Carson Wentz jersey. Um, I get to hang it up on the wall. It looks it looks nice. Hopefully, I have a reason to take it down. And it, it's it's good. Everything's every, you know everything's everything's going going swell here, man. Everything's going swell here in in uh, in Bills Land, but. Uh, you know, it's another week. We got another episode to put out, and uh, not a whole lot of news. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like pulling teeth at this point, huh? Just do something. Just do something. We need something to talk about. Just a little bit. Just a little bit, right? Like, help us out here, man. Help us out here, Chris Ballard. I get it, though. I get it. It's quiet. I had a lot of funds because uh, the draft is, is coming up. Why? If somebody's still sitting there in free agency, uh, you're obviously a lot of the big names have gone right a lot of the big names have kind of disappeared uh they've been signed let's just wait till the draft and see what we need after that so i understand it um so i think we're what four weeks away from that three four or probably three four weeks away from the the draft i think about three and a half from today so uh okay Let's get it on, man. I'm so pumped for the draft. I'm ready. I'm excited. I, I've looked at so many mocks and I've looked at all these different players. And at this point, I, I want the Colts to have like, you know, 10 first round picks and we've only got one. So it's not fair. <laughs> yeah. And, and honestly, I'm not expecting them to use it either. I'd really no. I'd really be surprised, especially with what they're they're going for, the way that the draft is expected to unfold. We all know, you know, we know that it doesn't always unfold that way, but uh, the way that I'm, you know, expecting the draft to unfold, I, I don't think that I don't think Chris Ballard's picking in the first round again, uh, which is probably it's probably okay. It's probably okay. Uh, so we're actually going to talk about last year's uh, draft class a little bit today, and you know what we liked, what we didn't like, uh, all that. But you know, th- there was some, a couple signings, couple a couple little pieces of news for this last week. Uh, I think probably the biggest one is that Al Qadi Muhammad. The uh, he's defensive end, I think, was uh, re-signed one year, three and a half million dollar deal for uh, for him, which is, uh, you know, adding some depth. We got some depth at edge rush, I guess. And uh, actually, I didn't think he played too bad last year, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, 
well, when he got, when given the opportunity, he I thought he I thought he kind of he rose to the occasion. He was a he was an important facet of our defensive line, I think. Yeah, you know, he's a high motor guy. He's going to give it all his all when he's out there on the field, which is great. Which is what we need, we need depth. You know, not every signing is going to be a starter. Uh, you know, some franchise changer. Uh, really, it's just going to help make our team a little bit better, knowing that you know we've got guys, you know, three, four guys uh, that can hit you in waves at defensive end. I, I would really like to have a standout stud yeah. there at end, yeah. but to have like a big rotation of solid players, it, it's going to you know help. Especially, you know, people get hurt. You know, you don't want to have to bring some bum off the street to come fill his shoes. You've got, you know, solid depth pieces behind him. And that's what Bellard's been doing all season long, uh, especially along the offensive line. You know, I can talk crap about Sam Kevy and Davenport, these guys that have been signed. Um, they're not big name game changers, but, you know, you've got a dude that can come on up and, and fill his shoes you know, to the best of their abilities and, you know, not really, you know, not a low Raven Clark or anything like that. Oh, God. Low Raven Clark. Oy vey. Uh, <laughs> no, which is, which is, you know, I'm, I guess I'm for it. I guess I'm for it. Establish the depth. Have them compete when it comes time for training camp and, and cuts and all that stuff. And, um, yeah, I, it, it's, we'll take it. I guess. I mean, there's not a whole lot else for us to cling to um, right now, but we do have some considerable depth at pass rusher right now. Turi, Lewis, Rochelle, Banigou, uh, Muhammad, and, uh, of course, Justin Houston still out there as an undirected, or, uh, unrestricted free agent. Please I, bring back Houston. Please bring back Houston. Yeah. I'm I'm fully anticipating Justin Houston coming back at this point. It's just It's going to be on a low, which I'm – yeah, I'm okay with some veteran presence. It's a name, a uh, guy who's familiar with our defensive system. Uh, yeah, bring him back. Bring him back. I'm all for that. The other one uh, that occurred was you just mentioned him. We signed a defensive back. Oh, what is his name? Where to go? Sean Davis. Sean Davis. That's who it is. I just found it. Uh, yes, some secondary. <laughs> just depth. a guy. That was April 1st. I was kind of hoping it was a. April Fool's joke, but um, <laughs> we got some depth at cornerback uh, in the secondary, which Lord knows we need. So that was that was really it. Uh, the only other, I mean, thing that's really newsworthy is uh, Ty and <laughs> Ty had some nice things to say about Carson Wentz. Uh, he was very short, but he did say some nice things. And because uh, he did a, he did an open interview and stuff. He's been talking to a lot of people. I think he did a. Yeah, I think he, cause he the the signing officially was announced this past week on April first, and he did like a press conference or something like that. He goes, "Yeah, Carson has some Andrew Luck traits. Hopefully, it's not the injury aspect. Um, that's kind of what I'm leaning towards. But uh, hopefully, it's it's a little bit of it's the good stuff. I'm really hoping it's the good stuff." Yeah, I uh, you know I I admit I don't think of Andrew Luck when I look at Carson Wentz, but. You know, he is mobile to a point. Uh, he has a big arm. So if that's uh, those are the traits, then I'm all for it. T.Y., you know, he he's a, a football savant. He's a genius out there. So he knows what he's talking about. Who am I to, to say, hey, I, I think you're wrong. Yeah. So if T.Y. says it, it's gospel in my book. Um, I really hope Wentz is, is as skilled as Luck. Again, yeah, I can be as biased as I want. Andrew Luck was my favorite quarterback to watch. I, I love him. 
So I'm probably going to be down on Wentz. Sorry, I'm human. It's just going to happen. Yeah, but I mean, if T.Y. thinks, yeah, T.Y. thinks that he can be a, 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 a like a shell of Andrew Luck, then I'm for it, and it's going to make our team better. So, all right, Andrew Luck and Carson Wentz, yay! I mean, it, it, that's I mean that's a natural feeling, right? Uh, how do you think? Like, uh, looking back in in all of NFL history, right? Some of the some of the acts that people had to follow. Right, this past year for the Patriots, Cam Newton and uh, oh, I forgot, I already forgot. Jared Stidham had to follow Tom Brady. Right, the, uh, of course, it's not going to work out in public guy. For us, it's been oh, Jacoby Brissett, Old Man Rivers, now Carson Wentz. How are they going to follow Andrew Luck? It's a tough thing, but yeah, maybe he can, maybe he can change some minds, turn some heads. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely hoping that's the case. Is that? You know, he proves myself, yourself, and and others uh, others wrong. So, um, so hopefully, Carson or uh, hopefully Ty is right because he said that Carson Wentz was a huge ad- advocate actually for keeping Ty in Indianapolis, which is a really cool thing. You know, a lot of these notions about Carson Wentz being a bad teammate, I think, have been uh, have, have been nixed in in recent weeks. Re- re- well, within the last month, to be honest with you. Yeah, and you know, that's the thing, too. Like, you never see any of his, like, Eagles teammates coming out and saying, oh, he was horrible. Because they could. They can come out and say, no, you know, he was a jerk. Uh, nobody liked him. But, no, no one has come out and said anything like that. So, again, I think that was just created by the media. Uh, I mean, during that whole Super Bowl run, he, they were, you know, talking about how great of a teammate he was. Him and Nick Foles were so close, even though he was hurt. And he was really rooting for, for Nick and, you know, rooting for the team. And, now people are saying, oh, you know, he, he was horrible. Him and Hurts didn't talk. Well, I, I haven't heard anything like that from anyone. So I, in the way that he's kind of you know, connecting to Colts players already, I know he was just working out with Zach Pascal yesterday, I think it was. Uh, and I, I don't know. I, I don't think the, the, the teammate aspect of it, the chem, team chemistry, that's not what I'm worried about. I, I think he's a fine teammate. I haven't yeah. heard uh, any you know, bad press about or bad uh, stuff coming out of the locker room about him. It's just, man, he sucked ass last year. <laughs> and I'm really hoping he doesn't do that for us. It's just, uh, it's still taking some time for me to warm up to Carson Wentz being our quarterback. No, it, it's, it's, it's always going to. Um, it'll always be weird until, until he's, like, good. And then maybe someday, hopefully someday we'll look back on, the, on these days and be like, yeah, he's pretty good. Uh, did you see Jalen Hurts change his number? He went from two to one. I don't know. If yeah, that, what kind of bullshit was that? I I want I don't know if that had anything to do with Carson. Uh, just to I, I I'm very curious as to what that was. I'm not sure what Jalen Hurts' number was in college, but um, it was it was very a very curious move on his part. Well, you know, it, it's not like Carson was wearing you know one last year. So uh, was there someone else wearing the number one last year? That's why Jalen Hurts couldn't be one. Do you now, like, is it like symbolic? All right, I was a number two quarterback here last year, number one quarterback. I, I don't know. It was just a little weird. And uh, oh, there was. He, their he punter had well. it last year. Their punter had it last year. Uh, okay. It's, it's not a car pick. It's just, you know, that's what he wanted to win available last year. See, the media, man, there's just it's conflicting reports and people wearing tin hats and putting out conspiracy theories. It's bull. Absolute bull. They're the worst. <laughs> they are the absolute worst. Uh, but that's it for news, everybody. Just a really quick uh, segment with that. You know, it's it hasn't been. It's the calm before the storm. And we might as well enjoy it. And, uh, you know, hopefully when post draft time comes around, we're sitting here. We're talking about 
you know, just some these stellar picks and these these really great additions and and maybe a trade or two. I I, I don't know. We'll figure it out. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll play it as it goes along. But Brandon has choice this week for what we're going to talk about. And uh, and as I said, he wants to talk about last year's draft class and just kind of discuss and um, you know what they were uh, what they were all about what they were all about. So uh, you want to run through in like numerical order is how how they were picked and just kind of just do a little bit of talking about them. We want to do inverse order because the later ones aren't really. Yeah, man. Let's give the people what they want. Let's start off hot. Let's start off with you know uh, first drafted and go down that way. All right. How about that? Sounds good to me, my man. All right, so we're going to start off with our first pick. Uh, pick number 34 last year in the 2020 draft, Michael Pittman Jr. We all know, uh, you know, that well, – actually, we didn't really know, right? Well, we did sign We did sign Phillip Rivers at this point. We knew we needed help at wide receiver. Pittman was one of the higher – it was a very deep wide receiver class, mind you, but he was one of the higher regarded, uh, you know, wide receivers last year. He finished with – uh, 40 catches, 503 yards, and one touchdown. One receiving touchdown in – he played in 13 games. 13 games. Started in eight, but played in 13. You know, that uh, that that receiving touchdown stat's a little <laughs> alarming, but dude, right from the get-go when the whole draft process started, he was one guy looked at and said, I want him on the Colts. You know, his highlight tape jumped out to me. He looked fantastic. He could high point the ball. He could run. He could block. He looked great. He looked like a stud. His dad played uh, for the Tampa Bay Bucks, so, you know, he had that legacy with him, too. He knew what to expect from coming into the league. I was super high on Michael Pittman. I still think he's going to be our wide receiver one for a long time. But one receiving touchdown? Damn! <laughs> yeah, we got to work on that. We got to work on that. I know we did miss, uh, you know, an extended amount of time with uh, that that calf injury that could have been very, very severe. But uh, I was, I had, you know, this was a, it's one of those quiet starts, right? You look back at T.Y. Hilton's first year, and he didn't have, uh, you know, he didn't have that one of those amazing seasons with t- multiple touchdowns and and all that stuff. Uh, definitely not like five, definitely not five hundred yards. So. Uh, I'm excited at the future. I mean, obviously, the Carson Wentz is a much different quarterback than Phillip Rivers is. And, uh, you know, but I, I, I do like what Michael Pittman brings to the table. I think he can be. This is going to be a very telling year because T.Y. Hilton is in transition. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's turning into a female. <laughs> no, uh, he's, he's kind of transitioning out of that one right receiver one role um, that came out of nowhere. <laughs> Uh, was not ready for that one. Um, T.Y. is going to be transitioning out of that wide receiver one role. So you kind of want to see a guy like Michael Pittman like this. You want to see him have that breakout year this year, right? You want to see this Michael Pittman being the one who's taking the charge as far as being the receiver on the team. Oh, absolutely. You know, uh, kind of take over that room and show that he's the man, you know, come out cocky, confident, and hey, Give me the ball. I, I honestly, and people still like give him crap about, oh, not giving the, the number to Wentz. I love that. You know, like, no, like, this is this is my number. I, I like this number. This, this guy's coming on to my team. You know, it, you, you probably should have put up more than one touchdown last year, but, you know, uh, kind of set the, the tone. Like, hey, look, I'm, I'm an alpha and I'm going to show the rest of these guys, hey, follow me and I'm going to go out there and make some plays. So let's, let's do this. Yeah. So I hope Pittman just grows and evolves and, and 
I think he can be a tremendous wide receiver. I'm really I, excited to see his development. I think so, too. I think so, too. If you were get, to give him a school grade, a, a letter grade on uh, on his rookie season, what would it be? Um, I would give him a, a B. You know, uh, the injury definitely hurt. Um, he, he had a, a drop in that uh, in the playoff game that, yeah. like, you know, the, in the end zone that that would have been a, uh, you know, the difference in the whole score. So, you know, that kind of hurt too. But the, the potential is there. You can see how great he could be. Um, again, I think, you know, the change at quarterback is going to help him out tremendously. And uh, no, I think he's he's going to be a, a star. But this past year just didn't live up to it with the injury and coming back and getting your leg underneath you. It was like a freak injury. He could have lost his leg because of it. So I completely understand. Like, hey, maybe 100%. Absolutely. The flashes were there. And, and that, you know, that one touchdown against Green Bay where he just looked like a freaking gazelle running down that uh, that field. And I'm super excited to see, uh, you know, what he becomes. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm I, I'm going to agree with you. I'm probably like uh, B minus B minus. Uh, that's probably where I'm looking at. Like if I'm getting really, really specific, but a B nonetheless, uh, you know, this year is going to be very telling for what Michael Pittman can be for this Colts offense. So very excited for his future. All right. Moving on. Our next one, uh, 41st overall pick in last year's draft. Still in the second round, we have Mr. Jonathan Taylor uh, running back out of Wisconsin. What a season. What a season. 232 rush attempts, 1,169 yards. Nice. 11, <laughs> 11, touch, uh, 11 rushing touchdowns, 36 catches for 299 receiving yards, and one receiving touchdown for himself. Uh I was very, I was very delighted when we got that. It, I was a little startled at first when, when I was like, oh, we got, we got a running back here. Like, what are we doing? Like, are you going for? Because at this point, I'm like, okay, they're going to draft the quarterback of the future in this draft, right? Um, and obviously, I was very, well, I may, well, we'll see. What well, to be determined. <laughs> we'll talk about him in a minute. But I was like, really, a running back? Like, we're fine with Marlon Mack. And obviously, I was way wrong because <laughs> if. If we had, if that had unfolded, if, if we didn't draft Jonathan Taylor or a running back when we did and Marlon Mack went down, we're not touching the playoffs last year. There's no way. There's no way. No, no. And I think this is where the, the genius of Ballard really shines. You know, uh, you get there at 41, you see all the players that are available. You see the holes on our, you know, on our roster and you don't think running back. But we all know what Jonathan Taylor did in college. Him in Wisconsin was prolific. I, I mean, he broke so many records. And, you know, people were a little worried he dropped in draft status because, you know, there might not be that much tread left on that tire. Boy, did he show us we were wrong. Man, he had a fantastic season. And, you know, considering Mark's injury history, it was brilliant by Ballard to say, hey, look, we've got a great running back here that fell into our laps. You know, Mac may not be able to stay, you know, healthy which he wasn't, and why not make our roster better by getting this electric player? And he did, and boy, after a slow start, did freaking Jonathan Taylor crush everything we thought about him. I, it was just, he was the backbone of our team, and I think the sole reason that we made it to the playoffs was, was because of you know, his play down the stretch. Oh, for sure. For sure. You know, there's a lot of con I had a lot of concerns, actually, with the way that uh, he was being used in that first half. Uh, I think he had, I think he was, he, he did, I think he had some fumbling issues in college. I, that might have been a thing. I'm not, I got to double yep. check. Yep, yep. 
Um, I don't have a stat line for it, but um, but yeah, he did have some fumbling issues. And there was the one game against Baltimore where I was fired up. I was like, we got to beat these cocksuckers. And he fumbled, and it just changed the entire. Like we were, Indianapolis was. We were keeping up with 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 Baltimore. We were doing our right, and then he fumbled, and the whole momentum of the game, rest of the game, just changed. And I was like, oh, what what do we do here? You know, what do you do? What do you do with a kid like Jonathan Taylor? Like, it, you know, you started to see them pull him out of games completely, and then it's all Naheem Hines, which, you know, it, I guess it's okay when you're you know it, when you're playing playing to win, but when you're developing a young running back, that's concerning to me. Uh, I like to think back of when Andy Reid had Kareem Hunt, right? First year, first game, Kansas City Chiefs in Foxborough playing against New England. And they're, uh, and Kareem Hunt fumbled on his first, first, you know, opportunity at running the ball. Turned it over, they gave it right back to him, and he took off for a touchdown. And I felt like that was an appropriate way to handle a running back situation. I, I, I'm glad, obviously, I was wrong that, you know, things unfolded very positively for Jonathan Taylor. But there were some concerns on my end for how Frank Reich and this coaching staff was handling Jonathan Taylor in this first part of the season. Yeah, and, you know, I kind of felt like the uh, momentum, just like in that Baltimore game, changed for him a little bit where, you know, after they started giving the ball to more to Naheem, you know, Jonathan Taylor kind of shrunk away. I start playing more like Naheem, kind of more shifty. Instead of just hitting people in the mouth like he should. He's a monster. He's built like a tank. And I don't know what clicked in his brain, what sparked it, but man, once he started running like he like he runs, you know, like he's been running in college, he he turned everything around and holy crap. I think he's the top running back in the league next year. You know, if I have a fancy if I, if I have a fancy league and I have the, the number one pick in, in the whole league in the draft, there's like a 95% chance I'm taking Jonathan Taylor. It, it's ridiculous how great he looked. Yeah. Uh, I think I think the, the official line was the last nine games he shot up like seven. Was it seven? I don't know. I got to see his game, his game logs. Um, he shot up a lot. Like, I did, like, that first half of the season, I was like, there's no way. He's got to finish over 1,000 yards. And then he goes and does it. Um, let's see. Let me take a look at what he's got here. All right. So game by game breakdown, his first game against Jacksonville, 22 yards on the ground. Second game against Minnesota, he gets 101. That's a good, that's a good one. Week three against the Jets, 59. Week four against Chicago, 68. Week five against uh, Cleveland, 57. Week six, is it week six or game six? No, it's week six. Uh, against Cincinnati, 60. Like, there you go. Next one, 22, 27, 12 against Tennessee. Um, and, like, that's concerning. That was the game that I was out on. I was like, oh, shit, this kid's not going not gonna to pan out. Yep. I'm like, really? Seven rushes for 12 yards? That's what you're giving us? And, like, he's, he's doing the bare minimum receiving, too. Um, and then Green Bay, he starts to kind of come out a little bit, right? Come out of his shell. 90 yards. He, get, he starts to get back. 90 yards. Uh, he doesn't. Oh, he had COVID that second Tennessee game. I was pissed. Well, he didn't have COVID. It was a it was a close contact call. I was pissed. Oh, him Buckner was out. Yeah, that game was stupid. We should have won that one. Yeah, everyone healthy. So he bounces back. Ninety-one yards against Houston. Then one hundred and fifty against Las Vegas. Eighty-three against Houston the second time. Seventy-four against Pittsburgh. And then two hundred and fifty-three uh, against Jacksonville to close off the season. You know that Jesus. Is, 
it's an amazing push, amazing back half push for what he did. Because uh, it's not looking good here. Uh, <laughs> weeks one <laughs> through weeks one through nine, or what? Yeah, weeks one through nine, it was not looking very good. So, uh, you know, I think the sky is up. You know, hopefully he can stay healthy. Hopefully this offensive line can, can continue to protect him. But uh, I'm very fortunate. I agree with you. I, I think if I get an early round pick, I would definitely take a crack at Jonathan Taylor. How could you not? He's finally coming to his own, and I, I think he's going to play an important part in our offense for, for many years to come. Yeah, it's especially, you know, keep the ball out of Carson Wentz's hand. Just hand it off to uh, Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> But um, all right. So this is one. This I'm. We're probably going to be pretty unanimous in this letter grade for uh, for Jonathan Taylor's 2020 season. I give him a. I mean, it'd be an A plus if he, you know, shot out of the gate hot like he finished. But no, I honestly, he's everything that I'd want in a running back. The only running back that I think might be better than him is uh the the running back for Buffalo, uh, Josh Allen. Yeah, him. <laughs> 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 I have, I have no rebuttal. I have no rebuttal. You might you might be right. You might be right. All right, moving on to uh the third round of the 2020 draft, 85th overall, we take uh safety Julian Blackman out of Utah. Julian Blackman had uh two interceptions last year. He only played well, he played in 15 games, started 14. Uh let's see what else we got here. He had one forced fumble, six passes deflected. 42 combined tackles with 35 solo and seven assisted three tackles for a loss. Uh, a, a decent rookie campaign for, uh, for Julian Blackman in the secondary. We all know how tough it is to, to be a young guy and come into the NFL and have to cover these big monster wide receivers and, and do well. And there was talks very briefly, but there was talks of him possibly being a uh, defensive rookie of the year at, at one point. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, the Cincinnati game, he came out and, uh, you know, he had the, the game-closing interception. Um, and then I think also in that uh, Chicago game, he had a nice pick there. Uh, the Jet game, he made some big plays. He really sparked, you know, at first. I was like, oh, my God, Malik Hooker, who? We don't, who cares about Malik? We've got freaking Julian Blackman, you know, a guy that wasn't even supposed to play for his ACL back, back in December. And now he yeah. came on out and it was balling. It, it was insane. Again, you know, just a genius of, of Ballard looking at this guy and saying, hey, no, he could play. He fell into our lap because of his ACL injury. But, you know, he showed that he was a gamer all year long. So went, got him, and, hey, look, you know, he's going to be a key piece in our defense. So I'm, I think he's a stud. He's going to be, again, an excited player to have for the next few years and watch him develop. No, most certainly. And, uh, you know, Chris Ballard has said he's, you know, he's, he's comfortable with, with letting guys develop, right? Yeah, Julian started off hot. I mean, absolutely hot with with it with this year. And, and you know, he still obviously played very significantly. So Ballard's going to be OK watching him develop. Hopefully it continues to be, you know, uh, some, you know, with progression, of course. But uh, but I, I like what Julian Blackman brought to the table. Of course, I know and acknowledge our secondary needs a lot of work. It needs a lot of work. Uh, there's no doubt about it. But I think Julian Blackman, give it a, you know, possibly in the next year, can be one of those leaders that, you know, it's like, hey, you, you can count on him. I don't know many safeties across the National Football League. I really don't. Uh, you know, I, cornerbacks are really a big one. You hear some of these safety names, and you're just like, who? Uh, <laughs> when did those guys start <laughs> playing football? Uh, but I think if, if Blackman can continue to be, you know, uh, 
to progress as as well as he possibly can. Uh, he could be one of the league's finest safeties for for the coming years. But I I was happy to have him. Like it, especially some of the defenses that the Colts have dealt with over the last decade. Uh, you know, have it drafted a kid like that to come in, and I was just pleasantly pleasantly happy. No, absolutely. Um, Again, you know, safety is kind of. You've, you've either got a really good safety or you don't. Yeah, there's no you know, there's between. No really like, you know, yeah. no, not at all. And, you know, in nowadays offenses, you know, these have to line up against these fucking tight ends who can move like, you know, wide receivers and hit like linebackers. So, you know, have a, a, a safety that can help protect uh, over the top and what, as well as, you know, go into the running game and get their nose dirty a little bit. That wasn't Malik Hooker. You know, Hooker was more finesse and he'd kind of, you know, straggle up there in center field and wait for a pick to come his way. But, you know, he couldn't uh, tackle very well. His angles were just horrible. And he didn't really like getting down and dirty. Uh, Julian Blackman showed that, hey, I, I, I'm not scared to mix it on off. I'll get in there and I'll, I'll get rough with these guys. But I could also take the ball away from time to time, too. So, you know, just watching where, where he is now as a rookie uh, and, you know, still healing up from that injury compared to what he'll be like next year, you know, especially if we can get some kind of defensive you know, the pass rush at all to help. I think he'll just keep on flying around the field, making plays, and uh, I'm very ecstatic, and I, I like the pick a lot. I liked it then. I like it even more now. I think he's going to be a great Colt. Yeah, for sure. So uh, let's yeah. go with a – I want to give him a B-plus for, for his uh, rookie campaign. Okay. Okay. I'm feeling that. Yeah, I'll go a B-plus as well. Uh, I'll go a B-plus as well. You heard his name quite a bit. You know, he didn't get really, – he didn't really get beat much. It was our cornerbacks that got beat. Uh, <laughs> you know, some of like our quarterbacks, <laughs> yeah, like a drum. I, I was very, I, I, I enjoyed watching Julian Blackman play. I really did. So I can't wait to see what he puts up in, uh, in year two. All right. Next up, fourth round pick, 122nd overall. Colts drafting their, uh, their possible guy of the future. We know that that might not be necessarily true at this point, but quarterback Jacob Easton out of Washington. Uh, is selected here and his draft announcement comes with him walking out of his room with his girlfriend and his shirts off I'm like all right that's my quarterback let's <laughs> let's let's do this thing Jacob Eason uh but <laughs> he's probably the biggest question mark uh out of all of our draft picks last year I don't know anything about Jacob Eason I don't I know that he's you know Good, decent work ethic, but I do know that that Chris Ballard has stated he doesn't necessarily trust him as the the QB two just yet, which uh, leaves a lot of curiosity. It does, man. Like if uh, if Wentz were to get hurt, are we comfortable with him being the the, the guy? Uh, I we haven't seen anything from it. Had this been any regular normal you know NFL year, we'd we'd have tape, we'd have preseason tape, we'd have you know reps and and things they could do, but you know COVID. He literally didn't like see the field. No, it, it he was, was a healthy insane. scratch. He, all, he was a healthy perfect. scratch all year. Healthy you scratch know, so all year. How how do we know how he's going to stack up? It's different, you know, playing in practice and you know, the kid's got to he could throw the ball flat footed from one end zone to the other probably. Like his arm is ridiculous, but we don't know how it is with live rounds. We haven't seen him in NFL action. We haven't seen him, uh, you know, even a little bit that he played in Georgia. I think he's only a starter for two years. You know, not a lot of tape on him there. It's just yeah, he's he got hurt his second year, his sophomore year. 
2017, he only threw for 28 yards. Um, his freshman year, he threw for, he went 204 for 370, 2,430 passing yards, uh, 16 touchdowns, eight interceptions. And then his senior year in Washington, uh, 3,132 passing yards, 23 touchdowns, eight interceptions. Like those are like, they don't, those don't blow you, can't really blow you away. They don't blow you out of the water. You're not like, oh man, this guy's got a, this guy's our guy. Right. It's, yep. It's yeah. And imagine this, you know, we have a playoff team. Carson Wentz gets hurt. Carson Wentz doesn't play that well. Uh, what do we do? Yeah. Is he the guy? Is he going to be the one who steps up? I, I don't know. But I mean, according to Colts Twitter, everybody had immense faith in him being QB one this year. I'm just like, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like what? No, uh, you can't do that. Like, how like that's Twitter's amazing. Everybody likes to speak on hypotheticals and, and all this stuff. And, and like they just expected Jacob Eason to, oh, he's got this killer arm strength. Yeah, but does he have accuracy? Does he have the fundamentals? Is his timing, you know, is his timing perfect? That that's that comes into question. Would I love the fact if Jacob Eason ended up being the guy, uh, you know, if he had panned out to be the guy, 100%. Yeah, 100%. But uh, he's still the biggest question. You know, he's got a lot of work to do. He's been getting some workouts. He's obviously a team player uh, for now, but he was drafted in the fourth round for a for a reason. And that's why we the Colts went out and got Carson Wentz. Probably why I, I would imagine that's why Ballard and uh, they kind of were like, yo, Philip, you could retire. We're going after Carson. Sorry, man. I, I legit think that that was a thing, but yeah. Well, ugh, oh, that that being a thing hurts me. Um, <laughs> but I just, I can't wait for week three of the preseason where Eason throws, you know, two touchdowns against future car insurance uh, salesmen, you know. And then, you know, week one of the full season, Carson Wentz throws his first pick. Everyone on Twitter, Eason season, pull him. Let's put an Eason right away. You know, he looked great in preseason. Oh, put him on in there. Carson Wentz is a stop, stop, stop. <laughs> uh, it just makes my head hurt. I'm gonna tell you uh, right now, if Carson, Twitter, if Carson Wentz goes down or plays bad, I want him to call Philip Rivers back. Get up off the couch. <laughs> you better come back. Daggummit, you better come back. Uh, well, what kind of letter grade would you give this one? Well, I mean, can I give him an INC for incomplete? We have no idea. I, I mean, it was, a, it was a decent pick, a fourth rounder on a guy that could potentially become a uh, your future quarterback. But now that we went out and got Wentz, it's like, is he going to be the future quarterback? Well, right. if Wentz sucks, yeah, he might be. But, you know, we had Phil Rivers at the time of the of the, dra- the pick. So we we're thinking, okay, maybe this guy could develop underneath Rivers and and uh, whatnot. But he, he didn't see the season. We don't know how he looks. So we've got no idea. None at all. I give him an INC. Incomplete. Right. Yep. I'm uh, I'm I'm playing for that as well. Uh, just, just way, way, way too many questions about him going forward. All right. Fifth round pick. 149th overall guard Danny Pinter out of Ball State. Um I don't know. <laughs> uh, he only, he only played in ten percent of the offensive snaps, so um, so that's not great. 
<laughs> he did have a stacked offensive line last year. We got to keep that in acknowledgement, too. Yeah, you know, he's no Sam Tevy, that's for sure. <laughs> hey, okay. I, on the plus side, he got no offensive penalties, so that's good. That's, that's a boy. Honestly, I like Danny Pinner. I thought that he could have been groomed to, you know, maybe replace uh, Glowinski. I think Glowinski's contract is up next year. Yeah. So I'm thinking that might be the, you know, the route that they go. Um, but I'd like to see him in games more often if that's the case. You know, if I get a little more doses of him this year, just to kind of see if he can hold it down the, uh, the right side um, of, uh, of Ryan Kelly. Because if he can't, you know, we've, we've got to replace Clow or, uh, you know, maybe bring him on back. So who knows? You know, again, that's just a, it's a pick that's unknown. How can you grade a uh, offensive guard that's not Quentin Nelson? Right. Um, that's, that's only true. played 10 snaps uh, or 10% of the snaps. It's just, you know, it's, it's hard to grade this guy because we really don't know what we've got. And no. he hasn't been asked no. to do too much. Yeah, I mean, he very well could be moved. Uh, I know. I think that they want to keep Quentin Nelson at guard, obviously, but there's always that possibility of them moving him to a tackle position. Uh just, you know, obviously the offensive line is, is uh, our, our offensive line, I think, is, is pretty shifty, which is, which is a huge advantage. So Pinter may see some more game time this year. Who knows? But I hope for his sake, you know, it works out. I, I, I really do. I don't, I don't like to see people flop out of the NFL, but it happens more often than um, for, happens more often than not. So, yeah, I think for a lot of these, we're probably going to give some incompletes. I don't, <laughs> I don't know how to gauge Pinter yet. Um, but you know, it was a stacked offensive line last year. 10% is, is, I don't know. Let's just get this guy some time. He played 8% of the special team snaps. Incomplete's probably a fair, probably a fair one for that too. Ditto. All right. Uh, four picks in the sixth round. Chris Ballard pulled up. All right. First up 193rd overall, uh, defensive tackle, Robert Windsor, Robert Windsor out of Penn state. Big old Rob Bob Windsor, yeah. weren't you excited when we drafted him? <laughs> I was about. It's probably comparable to the Isaac Rochelle uh, signing. Um, Future Hall of Famer Isaac Rochelle. He looks like the dude who played Matthew Lillard, who played uh, Shaggy in the Scooby Doo movies. Zoinks! Zoinks! A little bit. He's got the chin, the the chin thing. Uh, he didn't really. I mean, defensive line. We were pretty full at that point, too. Obviously, a depth position. He played in two games, had two tackles. Two solo tackles at that, but two tackles nonetheless. So uh, I do know that when DeForest Buckner was not in, and I think they played a little bit of Windsor, it did not turn it, – I, I don't think it turned out very good. Um, wait, no, no, no it didn't. didn't. No, they only, he only played 1% of the, uh, the defensive snaps, so they didn't really play him that much, so. Yeah, it's a late well, round. Hey, he's got a he's got a cool soul patch, so we'll give him that. We'll give him that. Uh, depth position. Don't know if he'll see, how much he'll see the field. Uh, either incomplete or like just a just a D minus. Uh, well, can't give him a D minus because you know that's like a negative connotation. We don't True. know if he's bad or whatnot. So yeah, incomplete, incomplete for you, Rob Windsor. Right. But I'm watching your ass. Okay. <laughs> All right, next up, uh, 211th pick overall, Isaiah Rogers, cornerback out of Massachusetts. Great name, great name. Fantastic name, fantastic name. Uh, Isaiah played in 13 games. He didn't start any of them. 
Um, but he was a more of a special teamer. He had one punt return. Uh, one, he had 101. I was there for that one. That was in Cleveland. 101-yard uh, kickoff return. That was pretty cool. But uh, he hasn't played much cornerback. <laughs> you know, I and honestly, I think he should. He came on into the uh, playoff game, and uh, he actually picked off Josh Allen, but it was called back on a holding call yeah. on, on, uh, on one of our guys. But I, he, dude, he's so fast. He's so twitchy. I think he's going to be a great corner for us down the road. Uh, you know, if Rocky Essen keeps on getting a little handsy, I, I think they should give Isaiah some burn at, at corner. I, I look at him. He's electric. He's a hell of an athlete. I think he has uh, 28.8 yards per return, third highest in the NFL. Yep. So, yep. you know, um, he, he's definitely there. He's got the speed. Uh, maybe just putting it all together to get the I think he can be fantastic. But my favorite thing about Isaiah Rogers, his pick was the pick used from us trading Quincy Wilson to the Jets. So that's another year that we screwed the Jets on over by trading them garbage, a.e. Quincy Wilson or, you know, the Sam Darnold pick, and got a great player in return. So thank you, Jets. Appreciate it. Yeah, y'all are, y'all are real sweet. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't mind having a, a solid special teamer. I honestly wouldn't. I, Devin Hester made a career. Out of, I mean, I, I'm not saying that this kid's going to be Devin Hester. I'm not saying that. You know, Devin Hester no, is a very it, hard to come it, by. Say it. Say it. He's going to be the say next Devin he's Hester. He's going to be Devin Hester. Bam! There it goes. There it is. Uh, <laughs> I hope to see it. You know, if you if you get like a, a, like a, a true, like, special teamer, those come very few and far between. Yeah, absolutely. Let's write it out. So, um, so yeah, I'm all for it. I, I think from a grade perspective, we could probably throw a grade on this one a little bit. I go a B. For spe- I mean, special teams and and oh, well, no, maybe that's a little too generous. No, actually, it's not. It's not. Uh, I'll go a B. Twenty-four returns for six hundred and ninety-two yards. That's that's insane. That's insane. I'll take that up for a special teamer all day, any day. So I'll yeah, go I'm going A. I mean, to, at that pick to get a guy that could be the next kick returner for us for the next few years. Um, I mean, he scored. He had a touchdown. Uh, 28.8 yards per rush uh, that or per return. That's not too shabby. We haven't had a, an electric kick returner in a long time. So, yeah, I, I give him an A, dude. Keep keep balling out, plus bonus points for the last name. That's true. <laughs> that is true. All right, we got two more to talk about here. Uh, 212, they picked up, oh, back-to-back. I forgot about that. Wide receiver Desmond Patton out of Washington State. Desmond Patton played in only one game. Um. He didn't do anything. He had oh he did. I don't think he's, he's seen the field at all. Depth guy. Uh, he's got some sweet hair, but very uh, sweet hair. His uncle played in the NFL. Wayne Patton. Four. All right, so another legacy guy. I know him and Pittman are tight. They're always working out together, and uh, he was there during that Carson Wentz uh, throw around. His uncle played for two Maybe. years for the Giants in the uh, pre-Eli Manning, like 2001-2002. But maybe, you know, you never know, yeah. especially with uh, the injuries that the Colts suffer. Um, you, you never know what you're going to get. These are, pro- you know, wide receivers are sometimes projects. We've talked about that. So uh, inconclusive, incomplete. That's it. Don't know yep. what to say, but um, that is Desmond Patton. And our last uh, pick from last year, linebacker Jordan Glasgow. 
uh, 213th overall. They picked three, literally three picks in a row. I did not, did not realize that. Uh, Jordan Glasgow out of Michigan. Um, yeah, he played in 13 games. He uh, nine combined tackles, six solo. Very solid solo. special teamer. Very solid special teamer. Yeah. I think he had a block punt against Chicago. Um, again, you know, some these guys aren't all meant to be starters or you know big no. key, key key cogs Role on the players. offense or defense. Special team is, is the third face of the uh, of a winning team. You know, you can't just forget about special teams. And he was a good contributor on special teams. I I like the pick. I think like going into it too, like uh, into the draft, everyone's saying he's a special teams guy. He's not going to be a defensive star. You know, he's not going to be a linebacker, a rotational guy. He's going to be a special teamer, but he's going to you know play with hurt and pain and you know that was you know his read up going into the draft. So Bell knew what he was going into when he drafted him. Like, hey, I, I got to get a guy for special teams. You know, between him and George Odom, they, we've had a really great special teams unit last year, and that's because of those guys. So I, I'm very happy with production. That is true. Yeah. Okay. So those those numbers were from his special teams. He played 61 percent of the special team snaps. Um, of the season, which was 268 of those. So uh, he, he played 268 special teams plays, excuse me. So I, I'm for it. Again, I, I don't mind special teams depth. I just, you know, talked about this recently where, uh, uh, you know, you need good special teams. You just said it uh, a couple years ago, the Chargers had like 10 years ago, the Chargers had the number one offense and number one defense, but their special teams were so bad that they didn't make the playoffs. They finished, like, I think, nine and seven. So in, invest in those. Oh, that's the Nick Folk era where they they missed like every other field goal ever. Yeah, I think bad. Yeah, Ugh. it was real bad. But uh, but yeah. So as a, I mean, I'll I'll go like a B, a high B, I guess special teamer position. I'll go high B for this draft grade. B works for me. Sounds good. All right, uh, all right, everybody. That is a wrap on this week's episode. Uh. We're just gonna keep doing fun little stuff like this until we uh, until we have some news to talk about. I'm excited. I'm ready for the season to start. I really truly am. I'm just I'm ready for OTAs and and the draft and I'm just ready. I miss football. It's only been technically two full months away from it all, but uh, I'm I need it. You're I kidding me. That's that's insane. Two months. I'm jonesing so bad right now. I got the itch. Give me give me my football. Three months God. since Colts football. Three months since the last time we watched the Colts game, but two months since football period. I'm ready. I'm ready. I really, truly am. So, uh, Brandon, you want, uh, why don't you uh, send us away with one of your, your Ray Lewis-esque uh, hype speeches? Well, you know, as we were kind of going through that whole conversation, we started talking about special teams. Like, man, we've had some special teams over the years, uh, whether led by Peyton or Johnny Unitas or Andrew, even Phil Rivers last year. I think that was a special team. Um, we're just lucky to be Colts fans, man. You know, like looking into this and just knowing like our history and you know being in the playoffs all the time, winning playoff games all the time, and you know Super Bowls left and right. Just knowing how special we are and how just crappy it has to be to live in Bills land, being a Bills fan, knowing that you're not a special team. You, you, you guys, you know, you had one good year last year when during a pandemic when fans legally weren't allowed to to be in stadiums. Now you guys, you know. Won a, a couple playoff games. Woohoo! You guys still went over four in the Super Bowl, you bitches. Um, you're not good. You're not special. And we hate you. When we play you this year, we're going to destroy you. So I hope we look forward to that. I hope you cry. 
and jumped yourself through a table. That's you know. Yeah. Yes, yes, sir. Uh, <laughs> I love him. I love him. I love him. There's no better way to 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 take it home on our shows than uh, with a with a Brandon Rogers uh, pep talk. Bill's burial. That's it. Bill's burial. That's what we'll call it. The hashtag Bill's burial. So, all right, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in, and we will talk to you next week right here on Colts Fans in Bill's Land. Go blue. Get in here. We got to call this thing. Tighten up. Come here. All right, guys. Here's the situation. Two minutes left. Zero timeouts. Down by a touchdown. We got to drive 75 yards. All right. We can do this thing. I believe in each and every one of you. But real quick, did you guys know that the Two Point Conversation podcast runs five days a week, Monday through Friday, with various co-hosts and different themes every day? And then you can listen to them on BICBP-radio.com, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. So what's the play? Just, all right, just, come on, hurry up. Get to the line and just run, and I will get it to somebody, all right? Come on, on three. Ready, set, mother Delay of game, offense.